0: I want to see his glory, I want to know him more, beyond everything else, I want him, I want him, beyond anything else, I want him. Thank you, Father, for your presence. Thank you, God, for your grace. Now, in shint of days, we invite you to this sanctuary to correct us, to rebuke us, to love us, and to give us your glory. This day, let your name be exalted let your name be praised above everything else that we may get may we get you jesus above everything else that we may embrace may we embrace you master ancient of days we invite you now god touch my lips and my tongue and give me boldness almighty god to bring what you have told me to bring and to speak what you have told me to speak in Jesus' name, amen. You may kindly take your seats. This night God has ordained that we meet, He has ordained that we listen from Him. And my friends, this afternoon as I was praying, I saw a strange sign. And I saw the hand of the Lord come upon our city. And he picked and threw out one preacher after the other. He took them from their positions. And he told me why, but I will not tell you why. Let us pray for the church in this country. And the Lord has given me a word for the church in this country. The title of the message is, The Compromised Bride. The Compromised Bride. Turn your Bibles with me. We're going to read a few scriptures from the book to the book of Psalm 84 book of Psalm 84, Psalm 84, we're going to read from verse 1, verse 1 and 2, and then we will go to 2 Timothy 4, just put your finger on Psalm 84, then we will read 2 Timothy verse four. Are we together? 2 Timothy chapter 4, sorry, from verse 1 to verse 5. And then our last reading will be in Philippians chapter 3. Let us start in Psalm. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord! Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 5. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who will judge the living and the dead and in view of his appearing and his kingdom. I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in and out of season. Correct, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will come when man will not put up with sound doctrine, Of your ministry. Philippians 3 from verse 2 to 11. We are reading these scriptures because I might not have enough time to expose on them fully. Watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh, for It is we who are of the circumcision, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reason for such confidence. If anyone else thinks he has reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. May God bless his word. The compromised bride. Compromise is a basic negotiation process which both parties give up something that they want In order to get something else that they want more but compromise in this context can be defined as going against the set rules lowering the standards of the original purpose this means that the bride who is the church has lowered the standards by which she was expected to live by i will not spend a lot of time explaining to you what i mean by the bride, because we all know that as a church, we are the bride of Christ. We know that there are standards set for us to live by. I believe that every bride's commitment is towards one person, the bridegroom. But in the case of the church in this country, it is different. Because of compromise, we have become insensitive. Indifferent, ineffective, unforgiving, unloving, unmoved, and self-righteous. Compromise is a killer killing dreams and visions. We are destroying ourselves by not living in the light, by professing a truth we do not obey. Because of compromise, we have church growth but no death. Numbers, but no character. Enormous buildings, but small hearts. We play Christian, but have the tendency to compromise everything for which Christ stood for. We have riches, wealth, and prosperity, but neglect the weightier matters love, mercy, and forgiveness. We ought to remember that God will not ask us how which houses or how many houses we lived in. He will ask us how many people we gave shelter. Because of compromise, even the government cannot listen to us. We criticize the government and when we are called to state house to give our views, we start talking about a plot we needed somewhere, a building that we had seen. Oh, Compromised bride. I believe, and I am convicted beyond any doubt that when functioning in its true capacity, when the Holy Spirit is in charge, when men cease to absorb themselves, when they stop relying on their abilities, education, great oratorical summons, and speeches, the church is the most powerful transformative and revolutionary organization the world has ever seen but only when the spirit is in charge but we are a people who no longer understand the workings of the holy spirit we walk in ignorance and all we think is how we can get rich and wealthy we do not think how we can rescue this world with or without wealth. Jeremiah 49:4. why do you boast in the valleys, your flowing valley, oh backsliding daughter, who trusted in our treasures, saying who will come against me. I am agonizingly concerned about the church, and I am concerned about my country, Because we are the salt of the earth as a church, but now we have lost our taste and cannot preserve this nation. If there should be a solution to the problem in this country, it has to come from the church. Now we have replaced him with our entertainment, our super decorated pulpits, our well-organized programs our expertise mindset, our millionaire man's summons, and our ability to influence and move the crowds with words, creating a movement that we call God. This is the compromised bride. A bride who has forsaken the values of her lover. The lover who was bold enough to die for her. A bride who knows the truth but does not live. In truth, Jeremiah the prophet cries in chapter 3, verse 6, The Lord said also to me in the days of Josiah the king, Have you seen what backsliding Israel has done? She has gone up on every high mountain and under every green tree, and there played Halot. All this time the master cries, Come back, my bride, come back. The message of the cross and the blood of Jesus are not heard. For there is few who teach it in this city, in this country. Our city burns and languishes in corruption. Because the men of God have now turned to witchcraft. Yet they call this witchcraft God. What do you call a preacher who tells you to bring a chicken? Slaughters it and asks you to drink the blood, and all your problems will go away. What do you call a preacher who tells you to bring a goat, slaughters it on the altar, then asks you to eat the meat? What do you call a preacher who tells people to dress in all black so that he can teach them to be a greater witch doctor? I call them witches and wizards. And that is the spirit that is ruling this city. And all this time, God's people everywhere increasingly yearn, starve, and thirst for something more in the life of the church. They yearn for more than the ordinary, more than the predictable, more than the known, organized, and programmed service. But all we have boredom and witchcraft and gymnastics. We go through the motions of religion, through the cycle of acting church and religiosity, but there is no power. Hosea oh, 11, 7, My people are bent on but from me. Though they call to the Most High, none at all
1: exalts Him.
0: What do you call a preacher who has decided to sell oil? Saying that his his spirit is in that oil, and that wherever that oil lands, his spirit will be there. The compromised bride, a bride who no longer knows the heartbeat of our lover, the sacredness of the cross, the blood, and the blood is forgotten. Because there is a generation of preachers who have come preaching a gospel that cannot transform a society. A gospel that renders the power of the Holy Spirit useless and exalts the power of money as all we need to be called blessed. The base of this message is material wealth. And we say, if you lack these things, then you either must be cursed or not right with God. We care not whether our soul comes to Christ. We measure the success or failure of the meeting with the amount of money we get out of the offering. Rather than the souls we have won or lost or the lives we have changed or not. We have turned the gospel of Jesus into a cheap stock exchange market. And now the measuring rod of our blessings is looking at the number of zeros in
1: our account.
0: And now most people in our churches are depressed because they don't have enough zeros to fit into the class. Oh yes, the church has become a class of elites. It's a cruise ship, no longer a lifeboat. Oh, compromised bride. And Jesus said in Matthew 6, 24 to 33, no one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other. Or else, He will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And he exclaims, look at the birds of the air. For they never sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on is not life, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. You by your worrying can add, cannot add one cubit. Who can add one cubit to his life by worrying? So, why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the valley. My God, Jesus uses nature to rebuke us. Look at the lilies of the valley, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, the richest man, in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow burns, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the pagans seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But as for you, children of God, as for you, my bride, as for you, my lover, as for you, that I am going to the cross for, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things shall be added unto you. We think that if we can put on some loud music, some nice claps, and a few moves, God will come. Now we love His promises, but not Him. We love His blessings, but not Him.
1: We believe
0: in sermons more than scriptures. Oh, compromised pride. Our Lord calls us back. We are more concerned with ourselves that we are almost forgetting there is a God we should serve. Our reasons for coming to church have changed. We no longer come to see Him, but to see who is preaching and criticize the parts we don't like and accept those parts that suit us. Now we are coming to God on our own terms. But let me say what Jesus said Matthew 16, 24. These are the terms. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Those are the terms. We tell him to bless us or we quit salvation. He will still be God, even when we quit. He will still be on the throne, even when we quit. And so we have earned ourselves the name, the Compromised bride. Unfortunately, my friends, this is the condition of the church in this country and in this city. We have turned our attention from the groom to the things of the groom. For the Bible says that silver and gold belongs to the Lord. And that is our focus now. But the priority of God is that we know Him. Is that we seek Him. Is that we love Him. Wealth and money are additional things to those who dedicate their lives to seek and know Him. When we fulfill this condition, we will never have issues with money, no problems with money. The first thing is him, not popularity, not significance, not a big business, not a big church, but him, the author of life, the giver of our church. But if you listen to the gospel in this country, In this city, you would think that money saved us. You would think that money went to the cross for us. Jesus has no problem with us having money. But he has a problem with us being dependent to this money. That is the problem. We have loved money more than him. We love his promises more than him. We love the good things he says, but not the bad. We have lost the passion of the father which is not for us to seek things but to seek him. And Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And these men had everything this world had to offer. But in his old age, he looked back in his life and he said, Oh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And he said, Everything that was to my profit, I counted it loss. I considered them rubbish for the sake of Christ. What? it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul. We have loved the things of this world and have become like the pagans. All through the Bible we are told that we are not to love the things of this world. Nor are we to be conformed to this world. Nor are we to see this world as our home. We have a better home. That the bridegroom is making for us. The Bible says we are to have our treasures in heaven, not on earth. I ask the church again what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own sword? The success of the church is undoubted if measured by the number who turn up for the meetings. But could it be? That the church is a kilometer long and only an inch deep. Are we beginning to gain the whole world and lose our own souls? The nation is in bondage to idolatry and impurity and infidelity and indifference. God comes to people who are committed to Him. We are to live this life with eternity in mind. And everything, everything we do on this world, the wealth we make, the land we possess, everything should lead to one thing, expand His kingdom. Everything we do, we should have Eternity in mind, knowing that there is a better place than this earth prepared for us. Remembering that Christ came and died, not that we may get these things, but that we may get the kingdom. He comes because there is a heart that desires to know him more than anything else. Compromised pride. What type of bride does Jesus Christ want? He wants a bride that is willing to love him beyond his promises. A bride that will love him unconditionally. We should not love God for the things he gives us. That's fake love. We should love God by the fact that he died for us. He wants a bride that will assess the place of our calling in the world by appealing to the standards by which the Lord will judge our service. A bride who is not afraid to say what God says. A bride who has a fierce loyalty toward God and has a broken heart over a lost nation. A bride who can weep for this lost nation. Psalms 126, 5. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. This is the divine edict. This weeping is more than preaching with zeal. It is more than scholarly exposition. This is more than delivering summons of exegetical exactitude and homiletical perfection. This weeping of our lost nation, weeping of our lost generation, is more than preaching. Such a bride, whether a preacher, whether a businessman, whether the one who comes and sits in the congregation, this type of bride is appalled and shocked at the shrinking authority of the church in this country. And she cringes with sorrow that men turn a deaf ear to the gospel and willingly risk eternal hell in the process, and under this complex burden, her heart is crushed to tears. He desires a bride that is heart sick, grieved at her own worldliness, grieved at her own blindness, grieved. At her own corruption. Grieved. At her own toleration. Of sin. Grieved. At her own. Prayerlessness. A bride that is disturbed. That the corporate prayer she makes. No longer pulls down. The strongholds of the devil. Embarrassed. That we no longer cry in despair before a devil field, sin mud
1: society.
0: Instead of crying for our society, we are embracing
1: our society.
0: And we want to be like them. Many of us have now had sickness for the former glory of the church because we have never known what true revival is. And now we stagnate in the status quo and sleep easy at night. Why our generation moves swiftly to the eternal night of hell. And Second Timothy 4. And Paul says to Timothy, "Rebuke, correct, encourage. Because the time is coming when men will not desire the truth. And I believe this is that time when people are hiring prophets to prophesy and listen what they want to hear. This is that time, my friends. When preachers are preaching for money, nothing else. What do you call preachers who sit behind locked doors and discuss how much money each person shall raise and then they take a 50-50. The compromise, pride, shame, shame on us. We have lost the passion. We have lost the passion. We have lost the passion. And God will pick them one after the other and take them out of that position because God is never mocked. Jesus whipped some money changers out of the temple because they have turned the house of God into a business house. And in this country, we have turned the house of God into a business house. It is the house of God. It is the house of God. This <laughs> is the house of God. He whipped them because he knew how near the judgment was. He whipped them. And this day, he's doing the same to us. He's whipping us because he knows. Judgment is coming. David says that my flesh longeth after thy cause. My spirit. And there's another, down there he says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper. In the house of my Lord rather than be in the company of wicked men. That's passion. Passion. A passion that will burn us into our hearts to a point that even our flesh will long after the gods of God. And the power of his resurrection that I may seek the king that I may seek his kingdom because I know that when I seek this kingdom when I dedicate myself to this kingdom the kingdom will dedicate itself to me that is the power of of the Gospel, my friends, that is the joy of being a Christian, because there is a kingdom that is willing to dedicate its resources, its power, its grace, its masses, its love to us. And that is the kingdom that we should seek. And that is the kingdom that we should expand. Preaching his gospel. And all these other things. Shall follow you. Let us stand and pray. I want to know him more. I don't know about you my friends. But I want to know him more. I want to know him more.
1: Eh <laughs> ese
0: Come on somebody now begin to pray for this country and for the church in this country. Eh rekekete ese keketaya kakaya. Re mayando do kos kakayaka katayaka Re de deji kakaya if you want to know him more, just come to the front right now and let us cry to this God that he may spare our nation, that he may spare this church, that he may spare our lives, that judgment will not befall us, that the sword will not overtake us. I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. Oh, pride of Christ. Oh, bride of Christ, come back to your lover. Come back to your lover. Come back to your lover. Oh, bride of Christ.